0: To Gita wisdom for daily living. We had been discussing chapter 15. We have seen in last two chapters the nature of prakriti. Chapter 15 is Purushottama Yoga. Yoga of the supreme Purusha. So now we are learning about the nature of Purusha. So the chapter begins with explaining the tree of sansar. That sansar, which I find it very real, and that which I consider is the real reality is explained in the first three verses. It's the Urdvamulaha Adashakaha. The allegory used is of a tree because it's exponentially growing, just like a tree grows over a period of time. So this tree of my sansar is growing exponentially. But its real picture given here is Urdhva Moolaha. The source of this tree is up above. And the branches are below and the leaves are below. This tree of sansar is growing in this world with the branches spreading all over. More I know about this sansar, more this tree grows. More I know about things and beings, more my sansara, my networking. More people I know, my network grows. More people I have a relationship, my network grows. In this world, this Veda, the knowledge increases my sansara here. And as my sansara increase, I start developing roots. Not knowing what my real source is, because the source is unavailable for me to see, so I develop roots here. More actions And more experiences that I have, it grows the roots here. So the actions are creating new channels in this world and then establishing me in this sansar. I start thinking this is where I come from. I cannot find my real source. I consider this sansar as my source. So my roots are now growing in this world. And Bhagwan said that It's overall form is not available to me. I cannot figure out how this santa started and how I got entangled into it. I can figure out where it started, where it's going to end and how it is rooted in this world. If you want to know the Overall picture. So we have learned before and say, one who knows both is the Vedavit. One who knows the source and the sansa. One who knows the Purusha and Prakriti together is the Vedavit. He is the knower of the Vedas. We know only part of it, like a karmakant, actions, what we do in this world, we are aware of it. But consider ourselves to be gnani that way I know. But one says, that's that's only partial knowledge. That's what actually binding me to this world because I don't have a complete knowledge. Veda describes both the Purushan Prakriti. Therefore, one who knows both is the Vedavit. So, to become Vedavit, you have to go beyond this perception of this Prakriti only. Therefore, with that X of non attachment, what is binding me in this world? Attachment. What will release me from this world and give me an overall picture is detachment. Therefore, with that weapon of detachment, firmly cut this tree. padam tat parim argitavyam yasmin na nivartanti This statement comes over and over again in our scriptures. Tasmin gata na nivartanti One who goes there, he never comes back. Because... This life is just a one small part of our existence. Our existence is infinite. It started from the way the world started, now continue to the world ends. This life is just a small sliver of my existence. So I'm trying to resolve all my issues during this lifetime, but it's able nothing but a continuation. end of this life will not be the end of anything. end of this life will be just a milestone. Move on to the next mile. But if I really want to resolve all that I want to resolve in this life, I need to go to a place where I don't have to come back again and again to resolve my issues. My issues are I'm trying to avoid unhappiness. I'm trying to go beyond sorrows. He said that can only happen if you go to a place where there are no sorrows. Or where there is no mortality. That place, that goal should be sought. Right now I am seeking goals which are temporarily giving me happiness. My accomplishments, my acquirements, all these things are giving me happiness but temporarily. So he said, if you want to go there, then you have to seek that goal. Now what is that goal? Tamevacha adhyam purusam prapadyam yat. Prasuta Purani then now I seek refuge in that primeval purusha, that original source from which stream forth all the ancient activity. The real source of this activity, the sansar is the purusha. Unless I am conscious about my Jagat, my Jagat does not exist. Unless you are conscious of your Jagat, your Jagat does not exist. This world exists as it is because we are aware of it. Bhagwan said, from that source, the consciousness is the source from which all the activity started. My Jagat comes into being as soon as I become aware of it. If I am not aware of it, it does not exist for me. So Bhagavan said that, seek that place, from which all the activities have started, that consciousness. So you say, now my goal is that I seek refuge in that primeval purusha from which all the activities have started. So that's the goal. So we have defined the goal. We have defined the sansar. The sansar seem like roots are here. As we say, wherever we settle down, we form our roots. So now that I'm in Richmond, my roots are in Richmond, I've forgotten all about my previous roots. People come from Northern Virginia, I don't have time for them. I come from India, but I go back and I feel uncomfortable there. What happened? You grew up here, all your formative years in your life were here, and suddenly you feel uncomfortable because you are detached from those roots. The things which we used to find so common, we can't find anymore because we keep changing where we establish ourselves. But once you establish yourself into your original source, then you will not have to move around. So we establish the goal that I need to take refuge in that primeval purusha, the original source. And my original source, as I know, is everything that I know is because I'm aware of it. I'm conscious of it. My consciousness is the source of All my experiences, my entire jagat exists because I am conscious. So I want to take refuge in that. So then the next verse gives us the qualifications to be achieved. Or when will I be able to achieve that state? So it says, nirmanamoha jitasangadosa adhyatmanitya vinivrittakamaha dvandvaihi vimuktaha Sangehi, gachanti amudaha padam avyam tat six qualifications given here, they are something similar to we have learned before all throughout the Bhagavad Gita and we have concluded already, not possible. We right away said, this is not possible for us. So we move on to the next chapter. So first we the Nirmana Moha, the one who is free from pride and delusion. Then Mana and a Moha, both my assessment of my situation. And typically my assessment is overly liberal about myself. So Bhagavan says, Moha, that over-assessment of myself creates the delusion about my importance. Once I have correct assessment of myself, then I will not have that delusion. So, mana, my importance, which I say, can say, without me, the world cannot, or my company, I don't know what will happen if I am not there tomorrow. This society cannot function unless I do this. That wrong perception That I am so important creates the situation which makes me unhappy in the end. It's the Moha, jita sangha dosaha. All this impurity that have because of the attachment. My attachment creates the false perception. As we say, the people we like, no matter what they do, it's okay. So the same event, if you watch on Fox News, will be completely different than you watch on MSNBC. Exact same event. So, you have the countries divided into two. One who watches Fox News, one who watches MSNBC. Because Sangha, attachment, that attachment creates dosha, false perception of the reality. So, you have to watch CNN. (laughs) Even CNN is not... Crisis News Network. Yeah. (laughs) So... It is my attachment which is creating false perception, which is creating dosha in my perception. Therefore, jita Sangha dosa one is victorious over attachment and the stain which comes with it. adhyatma established in the self. Our mind obviously have to have something to attach to. Our mind cannot stay without any object to think about. Mind does not exist if you don't think about anything. Therefore, in deep sleep, there is no mind because there are no objects in my deep sleep. I don't exist in deep sleep. No, the world exists. The mind does not exist in the deep sleep. As soon as I wake up, the mind rises because all the things which I associate with come into its perception. My house, my car, my family, my work, my job. Very first moment, and the mind is active around. So all this talk about Jita Sangha Dosaha, I say, not going to happen, because more I try to avoid attachment, I get attached more. So Bhagwan said, then you have to create an attachment which is so powerful that no other attachment can touch you. That attachment with your own self, Adhyatmanya constantly remembering that I am not this body, not this mind, not this intellect. These are my equipment. This world is temporary. But myself is permanent. That constant churning in your mind will give you the ability to detach from other things. So, Adhyatmanityaha Vinivritta Kamaha You are free from desires. It is my intellect. My memory bank is the root cause of all the problems. That's why when we see somebody... We don't see him or her the way he is right now. We remember everything our encounter with that person in the past. If the memory bank says the encounter was good, the person is good. The memory says encounter wasn't that pleasant, the person is not good. So this memory bank creates ideas, and then it creates a desire, and the mind starts longing for it. If we stop power of this memory bank to guide our perceptions, Bhagavad Gita, you will see things as they are. If I can judge a person from the, the day I am looking at him, it will be very different than all the baggage of all my experiences with him before. If you judge him from what he does today, then it will be a very different perception. It will Bhagavad Gita, time and again, said even the person who is a, a big criminal, but once he resolves to be good, he should be considered good. because He should be judged on what he is doing today not what he has done in the past. But we obviously cannot function that way. We have to find all his resume, what he did in the past, and then only we can judge people. Bhagavan said, Kamaha. if you don't do that, there won't be any desire to do anything which is not appropriate. dvandvay vimuktaha, we have learned this over and over again, it is the most difficult concept to understand. He says he is beyond pairs of opposites. That does not mean the pairs of opposites go away. Persa-papasit remain as they are. Sukha-dukha, manapma, they all remain exactly where they are. Winter and summer, all those things remain, but I become indifferent to them. That's a dvandvaihi vimuktaha. Just like in the last chapter we have learned, what is the first quality of a gunatitaha? He a gunatitaha, one, he does not despise when the gunas are present. Also, he does not long for them when they are not present. When stamas is there and despise and sikh sattva, but I take them as they are and not get attached to them. So therefore he said, He is not affected by one or the other. In the winter I am fine, in summer I am fine too. Gacchanti a Those who are not deluded by these pairs of opposites. Padam avyayam tat, that such a person will reach that goal eternal. So, these are the qualities given. This is what we will achieve. We have seen the goal. Goal is to find refuge in that eternal source and not the source in this world which we find. To achieve that, we are given this qualification. And as we say, we right away say it's not possible. That is because we have not truly understood. Once we understand, it becomes easier and easier and easier Bhagavan said. So the words, now defines what is that place. Natad is Surya. This is very, very important verse and also very famous verse. People quote all the time. What is that state of awareness which is the source of all my experiences? Is it is that place where that place where the sun does not shine, moon does not shine, or fire does not shine. So that abode, that place is defined here. That place where sun does not shine, moon does not shine, fire is not there, you achieve that state... And he said, that's my place. Once you go there, never come back. So the rest of the chapter obviously will define that place. So here in one verse Bhagavan gives a clear indication of the nature of the consciousness. All the objects in this world are illuminated by the light of either the sun, moon or fire. That means the objects are available in my perception because of the Light which is outside, they objectify the object for me. So if there's dark in this room, even though everybody's sitting there, I won't be able to know, but because the light is in this room, I can now do my world of objects. So this perception of plurality is there because of I'm using this instrument to see it, called body mind and intellect. You know. But when this perception becomes zero, there is no perception. And I'm still aware of the existence itself. He said that's my abode. Because at that point, no other object can be objectified. Therefore, he says, that there is no sun, there is no moon, there is no fire. Because there is no object. Self itself is a subject and not an object. So, more I try to understand my self, I'm failing Because I'm trying to understand myself as an object. I want to understand my consciousness as an object. And I'm miserably failing because the self is not an object. We use this analogy or whatever the example all the time. The batteries on a torch, on a flashlight. With those batteries, the flashlight gives the light and everything in this room can be objectified in the light of that flashlight which is powered by the batteries. What batteries are in that flashlight, I can I never know. Because as soon as they take the batteries out, the light is gone. That is the source of the light, is the batteries will never be objectified by the same light which the batteries are enabling. Everything that I know in this world is enabled by my consciousness, is the source of this knowledge. Knowing that self, that circular reference is creating error message. You know, the Excel spreadsheet says there is always a caution. You know, there is a circular reference. You are to correct it. <laughs> now I say, well, find me. I don't know where the circular reference is. So we are also having that circular reference. From this very source of consciousness, which creates this perception of objectified world, I am trying to objectify my own consciousness. and say, so what is my life is all about. And I am failing. So Bhagavan said, imagine a place... When there is no sun, there is no moon, there is no fire, there is no source of any light whatsoever. And you are aware. So it's a place without any objects. Everyone so said, Tad That's my supreme abode. And we'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavanta sarve santu niramaya, sarve Bhadraani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha om shantihi 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 hari yom. Shri Guru Bhai